listening friend. This is Janice Small Almi Day, podcaster for JSO Poetry Podcast. It's been a while since I've posted, yet I've been writing with much to post. But recently, my friend transitioned, and I did what I naturally do the most. I wrote. You see, he and I have been friends for 20 years, and he always expressed appreciation for my poetry and encouraged me to write, never thinking that I would one day be writing about his mortal departure into a final freedom and an infinite light. My heart immediately went out to his two precious sons his wife, his stepson and stepdaughter, his current and past clients, his friends in recovery, and his professional network. But most importantly, those who have loved and known him the longest, his mother, his sisters, his brother, and all other family and friends in America, Ghana, and the world over. By the way, I wrote two poems. The second one is to his two sons. They're too young to understand it now, but someday will. Please join me in honoring the life of my dear friend, Byron A. Merriweather, who transitioned June 3rd, 2021. My Friend by Janice Small Day. My friend has transitioned, but not to be forgotten. He returned to his ancestors as a king from enslaved descendants who picked cotton. My friend, who shared so much with me, One was that he considered himself a chameleon to be. He knew he could be respected in a boardroom as well as on ghetto streets. He could play Beethoven and get down with an African beat. He was a master at all he pursued. A degree and 20 year career in computer science, an accomplished pianist from Juilliard And as he so unapologetically shared, a master in drug use from which he came scarred. And with the expected life of one who becomes drug addicted, my friend did his jails, institutions, and burnt bridges as predicted. But what no one could have imagined after his new birth of July 19, 2003, was the phoenix rising in the man he came to be. He credits Richmond, Virginia's drug court and 12-step programs for his recovery foundation. Yet he says his greatest success came from his commitment to Oxford House Incorporation. And so he mastered recovery 
as he did everything he approached. This time in leadership beyond even his imagined scope. It's because he practiced just as much as he preached by surrendering to the God of his understanding. Thousands he reached. He lived his recovery mantra, doing the next right thing today. Truly a chosen leader. He applied his authority while humbly sharing his experiences along the way. It's a cliche to say to know him was to love him. Well, in my friend's case, tis true. With every path he crossed, a memorable moment came through. As close to a Renaissance man was he, why in Ghana alone, let's see. He was given the Reggie Midget Award for carrying Oxford House to new places. In 2008, he was selected at Oxford House World Services Convention to be the Ghana Outreach Services Representative. He started the first Oxford House in Ghana and Africa, modeled after those in America, and coordinated their expansions. He established the House of St. Francis, a social model residential drug treatment facility. He started 12-step fellowship meetings, AA and NA, in 10 different regions of Ghana. He initiated outreach programs and support for family members, taught about the disease of addiction using evidence-based practices. He routinely presented at professional conferences and workshops. He hosted representatives from various universities and organizations to include Betty Ford Center, who came to study the programs he had implemented and directed. He helped to establish the NGO Recovery Africa and received an award for outstanding service presented by Dr. Asari. He developed Recovery Ghana consortiums. He was the founder and executive director of WellCare Ghana Wellness Center. And mostly, he was the proud father of two sons with his wife and a loving dad to his stepson and stepdaughter. So, in closing, I've already shed my tears. It's time to celebrate the joy of life shared with him for so many years. Because of his Chicago family, unmeasured people in recovery, professionals and friends, because of his children and wife, his life will never end. There's a beautiful proverb that reminds me of the life my friend lived a bit. Quote, a civilization flourishes when people plant a tree under whose shade they will never sit. Unquote. Thank you for letting me share. Lily and Easy, Homage to Your Dad, Byron A. Merriweather, by Auntie Janice Small, Omi Day. I don't know how old you'll be when this will make sense to you. But for now, these words go out to my special 
African-American nephews. There's so many complexities in life that you would want your dad to help you learn. And one that is hardest of all is explaining slave trade with ancestors who could not return. Like your dad, I have African features that in America are often not accepting. We're most likely descendants of enslaved Africans without records of their landing. And once in bondage and chained to labor to build a capitalistic regime, our ancestors were colonized and 400 years later, mental slavery became mainstream. You see, years of brutal abuse, rapes, and lynchings too, left our people hungry for freedom, justice, wanting a life renewed. But sadly, many who settled America for the same freedom we sought were determined that those they had enslaved, freedom for them was not. And so there were wars fought, people killed, unfair treatment by those in control, systemized discrimination to benefit European descendants as a whole. Yet when you think cruelty had met its limit, the harshest act was void of spirit. You see, those degenerate people who stole America from its natives also robbed us of our language, religion, culture, history. Guess that's what slavery is. Yet somehow, in spite of the torture, trauma, abuse, we could not stay down. We rose, and out of the ashes came me and your daddy. We were of the freedom generation, products of freedom fighters. Our parents had suffered long to make our lives brighter. Your daddy and I witnessed Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King's speeches and marches. We heard and saw Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali declare victory arches. Your daddy attended the Juilliard School of Music for piano lessons. Our parents knew how much music for our culture was a blessing. And oh my gosh, we were embraced with the sounds of the 60s, 70s, 80s too, when soul music had messages along with R&B, rhythm and blues. Your daddy and I benefited from EEO and affirmative action. College grads, good paying corporate jobs, and then came the distractions. Those degenerate people never went away, always in the wings with plans to have their way. <laughs> their way to control the masses at any extent. When they saw that our people kept overcoming adversity, they became hell-bent to stop us at all cost, thus genocidal intent. As a man of African descent, AKA black man in America, your daddy was a target. And sadly, he fell in the trap. In the 1970s, US President Nixon 
declared a war on drugs, which in actuality was a war on people. Imagine that. Using deceptive and sinister policies, neighborhoods and families were destroyed. Till this day, in black American communities, there's been left a void. Yet again, your daddy rose from the ashes of drug addiction and jail. He graduated from drug court and became active with Oxford House on a larger scale. While serving on the Oxford House World Council in America in 2008, your daddy was selected to bring recovery from addictions to Ghana. And like he approached everything, he brought his recovery, his skill, and much honor. And along the way, while serving those suffering from alcohol and drug addiction, your daddy managed to meet your mom. She was working in the kitchen. And soon there followed Leroy Kwame and Ezekiel, his greatest contributions to the world. Your dad's transition on June 3rd, 2021 was also felt around the world. Because of your dad's heart and his obedience to God, thousands of people who suffered from alcohol and drug addiction have been helped. His legacy will continue through the two of you. His teachings are with you, but most importantly, his love and spirit too. Thanks for letting me share. My theme music is provided by Juju Drum. My sound engineer is Cherie Farmer. The jazz song, Poinciana, is by American pianist and one of the most influential musicians and band leaders of all times, the jazz artist Ahmad Jamal, who graciously granted permission for JSO Poetry to use his signature piece for this program. JSO Poetry is equally appreciative of permission granted by Mr. Steve Peel, director of Indigenous People, a nonprofit organization based out of England with a goal to highlight how happiness and well-being can be enhanced by participation in cultural activities as exemplified by traditional African drumming, dancing, and singing, rather than the relentless pursuit of material wealth. Please visit their website, www.indigenouspeople.org.uk. For copies of the poems you heard, you can visit the website, getjsopoetry.com. That's G-E-T-J-S-O-P-O-E-T-R-Y. Thank you for listening. I'm creator and host Janice Small Omiday with the JSO Poetry Podcast. If you would like to share comments with me, then you're welcome to send an email to jomiday at jsopoetry.com. That's J O M I D E at jsopoetry.com.
www.thepurposefulpurpose.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, subscribe, and until next time, be safe, be well, be kind to yourself and others. Thank you.